0: Hi everybody. Um, This is an episode where we reviewed the trailer for Bad Batch, but we forgot to record an intro. So, we hope you enjoy.
1: A test is in order. Five enhanced clones. More capable than an army. Yet they exhibit a concerning level of disobedience. In disregard for orders.
0: I think that's a good place to pause. Okay. So this is a really exciting opening for a trailer, in my opinion. Like you've got sort of the the training ground for the old clones, right where we saw like um, Domino Squadron go through. Uh, like a variation on that we have Tarkin with the, um, the uh, kimono kimoans uh, kimino yeah something like that yeah but like uh, like Ton is there. Uh, I love this it's it's exactly what I want It's just more clone wars right
2: right you know it's it's setting up something the same that they they don't like to follow orders. Which
0: oh, right. Do you think that means Order 66?
2: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Give me more!
1: Our squad's nothing but trouble. <laughs> but we get the job done.
2: You'll climb Force 99.
1: You know who we are. Hunter, let's go. Echo,
2: hyperdrive's online. Oh, I'm pausing it for a sec. I didn't realize this. I watched the um, watched the Bad Batch arc. It was specifically a setup for this show. I, I didn't even think about it because I was just thinking, you know, like when are we going to get to the Ahsoka episodes? It was a, kind of a setup to spin uh, spin off this series, having uh, Echo join the Bad Batch.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's a brilliant. I think that I need to rewatch that arc before we get to next week. But but I think the setup is so obviously for a spinoff, right? And it's 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 one of these things where it's like you put together this team of of like misfits or like elites, and you don't always get with something that works. And I, I don't know if this is working or not, but it worked in that arc for sure and then adding Echo to the batch where he's like all fucked up from being tortured and made into like a computer for the for the separatists is just perfect right there's so much so much you can explore here I hope they really go for it yeah me too
1: tick prepping to jump let's blow something up and
2: cross here
1: your move you need i want clone force 99 found and wiped out the galaxy's a dangerous
0: so i wanted to pause at that line of tarkin there where he says i want clone force 99 found and wiped out this is going to be a pretty big pilot right Mm -hmm. this is going to be huge because i assume they're not giving away anything that's not in the pilot in this trailer or at least not much right um so this is this is setting the tone that they established themselves early on as traitors to the empire right at least to Tarkin mhm right Yeah, we've Tarkin.
2: we've talked about this that you know it, and we we just mentioned before that they don't they don't follow order 66 for whatever reason you know their chips don't work or they just they're able to override their chips yeah, they, I mean
0: they're by definition defective right mm-hmm. Based on Like, their whole premise is that they're defective clones, and so, yeah, maybe part of their defective clones is they can oppose Order 66 and see what's going on there. This one line gets me super excited about it, because I think you said it, but the second you said it, I was like, holy shit, like, 100%. They are Star Wars A-team. Yeah. They're hunted for a crime they did not commit. (laughs)
2: Literally, yeah. And then, um, I just pauses here, we have uh, Fennec from The uh, Mandalorian, which is awesome. So, I'm guessing she's one of the bounty hunters. They're going to be chased by bounty hunters. So, maybe we'll be seeing Boba Fett as well? Who knows? Alright, I'm going to...
0: Yeah, so this is Fennec Shand, and so this is a great crossover character, right? Um, she's established in The Mandalorian as being really ruthless, and now we see her... Um, this is probably 20 years earlier about 20 years before the Mandalorian. Well, like 25 so, or so, I would say. Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to pin it down, but someplace in between 20 and 25. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, she's she's young in this.
2: Yeah, this is her in her prime and she was pretty deadly uh, in the Mandalorian. All right, hit play. place to be.
1: We need to get out of here. What do you say, kid? You want to come with us?
0: How can I help?
1: The Clone Wars. Of-
2: so, this is a pretty cool. Movie. Um, you got a crashed um, uh, Venator, yeah, uh, you know. and you got Rex um, here, Sagrera in the background, and they got this kid that they took with them from the Camino facilities, and. I'm just saying it right now. We've said, uh, you know, we talked about it before. That kid is Ray's father.
0: Um, on a scale of one to ten, how much I want that to be true is (laughs) fourteen. I want, I want this to be the fucking plot. I want the plot of of them to be that they stole this Palpatine clone, unbeknownst to them. Because it's probably unbeknownst to this kid, whose na- only name is Omega, by the way, in in any of the materials that have been released, the kid's name is Omega. So he, if he's not a Palpatine clone, I'm going to be so disappointed. But yeah, I don't want expectations. Expectations are a problem in Star Wars. But I think this is a perfect opportunity for them to make this Pop pa- father the Palpatine clone.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's nothing special, and they, he just wants to, you know, have, for whatever reason, and he wants to, you know, have a life of adventure or just get off of Camino. And, um, you know, the Bad Batch, just, you know, they've, they've got to escape, so they just take him with them. All right, uh, I play. Ended.
1: You can either adapt and survive, or die with the past. Oh. Vision is yours. We do what we do. Strap in, kid.
0: Yes. All right, so a couple things in that last little segment. One was he shooting, was Omega shooting with a sister bow
2: that is a good question because there's somebody who has like a whip at one point that uh, I can't tell what it is exactly but some sort of like light whip like the night sisters
0: use well no I think that's the slaver that ahsoka and Anakin fight in one of uh, the Clone Wars episodes he had a whip light whip like that
2: all right fine okay it's possible yeah it well, I'm just thinking too cuz I just, you know, recently read that um, recently read that book where they talk about um the night sisters using like the the whips. Yeah, it was more like, oh, I just saw it, it was more like a cat of nine tails sort of thing. It had yeah, like I, a...
0: do, I do think that's a species of the slaver. That that's the undercover one where Ahsoka pretends to be Anakin's slave. Mm-hmm. And she gets sold and has to wear that tiny outfit. Sort of thing. He, that's the same species. It looks like the same species to me as that slaver, and so it could be the same character. Mm. All right. So, what do we what do we think so far? What are our impressions from this trailer? This is sort of just our teaser for the relaunch of our our podcast. But I want to know what what you're thinking right now.
2: That I'm, I'm that you know I said we said before that I'm really hoping that the, this kid is a uh, clone. You know, as a Palpatine clone who is Ray's father, you know, and they, you know, they're they're hunted because they didn't participate in Order, you know, sixty six, and they take this kid. I wouldn't say kidnap, but you know, they run away, and they take him with them, and they become, you know, essentially just the A team, maybe not for the rebellion because the rebellion doesn't exist yet, but for, maybe for just um, the kind of like the start of the rebellion. Because they're talking with Sagrera, and at one point they're um, they reconnect with with Rex somehow. So that'd be also cool, cause like where has Rex and Ahsoka went their separate ways, but they're able to find Rex somehow, or maybe Echo is able to find Rex. So uh, you know, bringing Rex back, he's always you know he's a favorite. So he's a pretty awesome character. I don't know. I'm just you know I've been excited, but then watching this trailer again, I was like. I got really excited again. And then finding out that 70 minutes... Whew, I know there will be some filler, but I really hope there's not a whole lot of filler. And it's just more of just great action universe building without the super lame side quests where you just kind of get a little bit of world building, where it's, but where it's just a lot you of know, Star Wars world building.
0: So a couple things. So Bad Batch... Is going to be um, at least fourteen episodes uh, in the first season, and so we're going to get a lot of Bad Batch, right? That's pretty exciting to me. And two, I wanted to sort of put a put a stick in the spoke of your bicycle for a second, if I if I may. The team, the creative team around this show, is also the creative team around Resistance
2: oh god please don't be like super kid yeah i don't want
0: man i don't want that
2: i mean i don't know they could they could do you know (sighs) i was very disappointed with with uh resistance but i'm hoping that this is a you know like that they just you know they're you know given the parameters uh, you know of what they could do and they had to make it very kid friendly that they can make this a little bit more uh you know, along the lines of, um, you know, the Clone Wars. I would think that they wouldn't uh, allow... I wouldn't say they have a choice, but, like, Filoni would not allow something like... You know, this just to be kind of little lame kid-friendly stuff because they're dealing with pretty heavy topics.
0: Yeah, so I think this this series has a lot of potential to answer some questions that you and I have asked back and forth between, between us, like, what happened to all the clones, right? Was there mm-hmm. anything after Order 66 for these people, other than the tiny glimpses that we got. And so I hope they treat it seriously. Um, Specifically, the person who's the executive producer on um, The Bad Batch, um, her name is Athena Yvette Portiel, and she was um, an executive producer on Clone Wars and Rebels and Resistance. And so she has a pretty strong pedigree, But people remember her for her role on Resistance, which I watched again with my kids, and I liked it a lot more the second time I watched it, honestly. So I'm okay with it. I don't think it's the best cartoon by a long shot, but I'm okay with what they did with the constraints of around the sequel trilogy, which I think was just entirely problematic. Mm -hmm. And so adding an ancillary canon piece to that storyline must have been very challenging, and they, they went really slapsticky sticky with it. They made it very kid kitty Yeah. But we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic because yeah, there is a lot that they could go into. I mean this this could last I in the transition do we get to actually see the transition into like stormtroopers, TIE Fighters, all that sort of stuff that we've, you know, read about in books like Tarkin, Catalyst and other kind of like um one set in like the early days of the
0: empire clone wars ended with an undisclosed amount of time between ahsoka burying her squad on that planet and vader showing up and recovering her lightsaber i assume that's a, a, at least a year in between those two moments that that post five years order 66 are fascinating one of the one of the vader comics explored that space and it was one of the best comics i've read but it was mostly about like how yeah. Vader was navigating being Vader. People called it Vader Year 1, right? Because of the Batman Year 1 comic yeah. book series and the parallels there. But I think what the hell happens to the clones? It was explored slightly in Kanan comics because mm-hmm. because they had some guilt about what they did. Some of the some of the clones there, but some of them also just kept hunting Jedi. And so I'm really fascinated by this. I want to know. Like I'm I know in like my my immediate friend circle i'm probably the most excited outside of maybe you for this but i think there's a lot that can that we can explore and this trailer makes me i'm i'm always hoping for those connections right i'm always hoping to tie it back into the bigger story i want the cartoons to matter so much i want i want that kid to be ray's father it's the right time he's a clone all of this has to come connect back it's like when we talk about the mandalorian and i like i want those clones to be snoke that you see in, in the labs.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm. T- I'm trying to think of alternate theories, just because I just don't want to get, you know, I don't want to get stuck on this uh, idea that that is Ray's father, and then it's like, no, it's just some kid who's special in a different way, but still, like, hey. Right.
0: Alternative theories. Um, he's Broomboy's father. <laughs> um,
2: I mean, what's a what's a um, little kid doing? On Kamino, where he like wants to leave.
0: Who's not a Jango Fett clone, right? Yeah, like, like they have kids there, but they're all they're all Jango Fets, right? But yeah, he's he's the first non clone trooper clone we've seen out of Kamino, right?
2: Right. I I can't get around with him not being
0: Ray's father, or at
2: least one of them. That there was like multiple clones, and then like some, after the events of this one, they, after a certain point, Palpatine was like. Moved everything to Exegol um, because it wasn't um, wasn't safe wasn't safe there, you know, on Camino.
0: Yeah, we d- we still did not know what happened to Camino.
2: Yeah, oh, that's, and, and that's an interesting thing too. Like, what did? Because they were complicit in Palpatine's rise to power.
0: All of it. They knew everything. Yeah. Ton Ta- Ton Ta- Wee said as much, right? Yeah.
2: Oh man, that could get, that could be a whole different. See, the er- the earliest parts of the Empire, you know, is is fascinating. You know, like you said, but also the, kind of like the, you know, the, a- I'm going to say the aftermath, you know, because of the books, but, you know, there, but there's a lot more, you know, like the books, like Alphabet Squadron and, and Alpha Aftermath and like Lost Stars didn't get into, you know, like, what did they do with everybody? You know, what did they do with the collaborators? Because there's, you know, Mon Mothma seemed to be pretty peaceful when Leia was forgiving, but not everybody,
0: <laughs> you know. I was mean, Cara-, Cara Dune wasn't, right? Yeah. She you know, would have been a mercenary forever.
2: Yeah. There would be people stringing up imperials and imperial collaborators, you know, in the uh, in the streets. Because once they were free from the shackles, you can just see what happens, you know, just in recent history when government is toppled. You know, like uh, Gaddafi was killed in the streets. Saddam Hussein was hung. You know, it doesn't, you know, it never ends well for, you know, they're, they're like lieutenants it always ends up bad. So I'm... That's... Yeah, that's another story. That's getting off topic, but yeah. Dave Filoni, I know you're a huge fan of our podcast, In My Dreams, but please make something like that happen. Like, let's, let's find out, you know, the real... Kind of the real... Like like an anthology of, like, what happens to, like, like everyday people who are just, like... You know, the Rebels won, and all of a sudden it's like, let's let's go... Let's go storm the... Storm the castle and hang the governor. You know, and just... Yes. Um, how How did... Like, how did all those stormtrooper helmets end up on spikes on Tatooine?
0: this is convincing me is that you and I just need to return to our fiction writing campaign. We can write all of our... This, this, we can add this to the list of stories that needs to be told somehow about what happens when, when ordinary citizens actually rise up and kill the regional governor who was held together by corruption and platoon of stormtroopers. What happens when, when those people disappear? Mm-hmm. Right and help with a power vacuum that results. You could tell a thousand stories in that space.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh,
0: Star Wars ISIS. We talked about that being a thing, right? We talked about that being an alternative sequel trilogy where the New Republic was doing fine, except that they had an ISIS that they were fighting, and that ISIS was a Sith cult that was militarizing, that was rising up against around the myth of Vader you could make it the Knights of Ren if you wanted, right? Mm-hmm. And they—they were, they were just militarizing, and they were just getting mercenaries to follow them, and they were just carving out more and more space. And when you take a planet, when you're in charge of millions of planets, it's not a big deal. But when they get to a thousand planets, you're like, oh shit, maybe we should do something about this. But by that time, they're too big. Yeah, they're too entrenched. And now you have a now you have an insurgency you're dealing with, and you have people who are sympathetic to. You know, governments don't run well. No government runs well, and so anybody in a system of a government, you have, you have disenfranchised people. You have people who are unhappy with it, and those people are rife for, like, programming either to believe that some sort of real estate con man is the messiah, or that the grandson of Darth Vader is their messiah, right? And yes. that's that story is fascinating to me but that's not, that's not the direction they went but we could there's potential there still to explore the idea of what happens in a power vacuum yeah. what kinds of shitty Lawrence of Arabia people come out of that that system right yeah and they're always finding new jedi
2: or uh, new jedi and just people who are strong in the force somebody could all of a sudden just decide just to take power or you've got like a you know, like a, you know like a jedi knight who just comes out of hiding He's good. He's on the side of light, but he's not he just decides to just like murder Imperials left and right.
0: Yeah, someone who someone who took the bearish vow who decides to come out of hiding finally. And maybe he's Rambo when he comes out. Right? He's just like like I'm just gonna kill everybody. Like we can talk forever about this, but Yeah. That's not what we're gonna get that's not what we're gonna get in Bad Batch. What we're gonna get in Bad Batch is sort of some immediate post Republic, early empire politics and military tactics and i'm super happy with that one last thing i wanted to leave you with okay one last thought i had um is this a lightsaber free star wars product because
2: the inquisitors are around this time unless there's like a they won't be the norm but we'll see we'll see one Kind of like how there wasn't any in Mandalorian until the Darksaber showed up. I mean, I'm not saying we're going to see like Vader, but we might see an Inquisitor. You know, or, or or a Jedi being hunted down.
0: I would be okay with that, I think. I'm pretty sure the only lightsaber free on screen product at this point is Resistance. Was there a lightsaber in Resistance?
2: No, I don't, not that I recall.
0: Yeah, so every movie has a lightsaber. For sure, Solo came closest to not having one, but every lightsaber, every movie has a lightsaber, and every cartoon has a lightsaber so far. Every Canon cartoon, except for Resistance. I'm just curious if this is going to be so strictly military that there's not going to be a lightsaber. But I would, I would accept meeting an Inquisitor. There's some Inquisitors we don't even know about yet. Mm-hmm. But there is a stormtrooper task
2: force called uh, like the Scar Squadron or Task Force 99, and their leader. Oh yeah. Their leader has a lightsaber that Darth Vader uh, gives him.
0: Good, good comic book tie-in. I I love that theory. You and I have discussed that theory previously, and also my oldest son likes that theory because he is a huge fan of the comics. And he, he pointed that out to me that that clone when we were watching the end of Clone Wars, he pointed out that there was a, a stormtrooper force called um, 99 and we went and dug out the comic and we read it together and i love this theory do you think they're connected
2: yeah um because they're all they've got like kind of like their they're tough tough as nails leader they've got a big guy who's just a tank basically you know it's like i don't know a whole lot about rp uh rpgs but there's like different classes You've got people like the guys like the, the snipers, the assassins, the the person who's good with technology. The the Scar Squadron has that and so does the Bad Batch.
0: There are defectors though. At mm-hmm. least it appears from, from the 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 trailer and so something has to bring them back into the fold. Or these are some other unit that I don't mimics. Th-
2: oh yeah, I don't think that they're actually them. I I just think that they are um that they are the successors. They could possibly be brought in to you know to to capture them or
0: ooh i like that idea that this is the evil this is the other side of the coin sort of force like fight fire with fire sort of idea mm-hmm. i think you have a weird you have a weird tech guy and a sniper and a brute and a tracker well we'll just make one of those and then we'll go head to head with you i like that idea a lot mm-hmm. yeah please do that cuz that would be a comic tie-in and once again I'm I'm always looking for ways to put all this shit together.
2: Yeah, me too. I I like it when they play pay a little bit more than just lip service to to the comics or just to any of the side like media. In fact, I'm trying to think if any of the shows or movies have had anything from the comics. Even even just slightly. I don't no,
0: I I have to think hard, but I keep having a fantasy that like is gonna show up in like one of these live action shows. Oh, like, God, she could show yes. up and book a fat right? Yes. She could show up in Mandalorian easy. That would, that would be the one that would do it. I think because Mm that for such a popular character, like, like well-earned, right? Fucking brilliant writing for her, but it's almost always the other way. Right. So, so you would, a minor character in a TV show or movie is fleshed out in a comic or a book. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we, like we get a shit ton about Sabe, in comics and in the queen's books we're not getting a lot going the other direction which is a strategy but it has to happen there has to be a a successful character that crosses over into cartoons or live live tv
2: i mean they've had cartoon characters transfer over but they've it has to be something to where it's it can you know they're not alienating all the people who haven't read the comics or or watched you know random youtube videos or uh Clickbait articles trying to explain
0: Star Wars. Just let me write those clickbait articles. I'll get people excited about any random any random novel character, right? What's the What's the name of the one in the Hera canon novel? The one, the super annoying one.
2: Oh, um, Skelly.
0: Skelly. I will. I will write Skelly fan fiction, and I'll write the clickbait article on comicbooknews.com about why you need to care about Skelly in this book that you can't buy anymore that introduces Hera and Kanan to each mm-hmm. other. That, that's a really good book, by the way.
2: Yeah, it is. It is. I the, the, um they first introduce uh, uh, Ray Sloan.
0: Oh, shit, that is her first introduction. Yeah, that that's an important book, everybody. Go get that. Ray Sloan is another character I think can do the crossover. Um, she can come out of novels and be a live-action character yeah. super easy. And yeah. she could show up in Mandalorian.
2: Yeah, she's this in is her
0: timeline. She's in squadrons. Yeah, but that's like that's even, in my opinion, that's a deeper cut than being in a book. A a character on an on-screen character in a video game. I'm showing my prejudice. It's just lower than a character in a book.
2: <laughs> but more people are gonna have played the game than will have read the book.
0: Probably. You're, you're probably correct in that assumption and I'll concede that point but it feels less canony to me if if she's in a video game than if she's in a book but fine like she like that character rightfully so is getting into more pieces of media Mm -hmm. and she's been in comic books she's been in video games she's been in novels more Ray Sloan please oh yeah because I want to know what happened to her I want to know what happened to her because she's obviously dead yeah, she was part of the, you know, she was part of the, like,
2: like, a founding member of the First Order, and then it makes it sound like that she was either, she was either, you know, murdered or just kind of like, like, sidelined to the point where she doesn't, she can't make a, she,
0: she's not in any kind of position of power within the First but Order. But she wouldn't, but she wouldn't have put put up with that, like, she got fragged, she 100% got fragged, mm-hmm. right, or, or just straight up murdered. Right. Yeah. Because she was too competent and too ambitious. We're way off topic again. So let's just talk about for one minute, let's talk about what we're gonna attempt with Bad Batch.
2: Like as they drop the the night of, we'll record an episode just, just briefly going over it, trying not to get too in depth, but man, it, it is really hard. If if any of you all are Star Wars fanatics like we are, it's one little thing can just take you down a rabbit hole. But we'll try to keep it uh, keep them short. Uh, the first one might not be so short because it's a 70 minute episode. We'll record it on uh, Tuesday night and hopefully get it out on Wednesday, so it's you know, so it's somewhat timely. Then we can start getting ads for boner pills.
0: Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna attempt something that's new for us and that's gonna be being current and relevant. <laughs> um, we're not going to we're not going to slowly review cartoons that released 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. And and do it at a at a pace so leisurely that people complain to us on Twitter about how infrequently we, we release episodes. Yeah. We're still going to do Ewoks, so don't keep your panties in a bunch. We're going to do Ewoks, but we're going to do Bad Batch too. Okay, so this is sort of a test of our abilities and our bandwidth. We're going to record 30-ish minute episodes. We're not going to hold ourselves 30 minutes if we, if we can't, but we're going to record... Thirty-ish minute episodes summarizing these these things and pointing out interesting plot points that we think and connecting it to comics and other things, where we can, and then we're going to um, post it as quickly as we can. They come out on Tuesdays. Hopefully, we'll get them up on Wednesdays. Yeah, it'll be a that's, that's the goal.
2: Yeah, it'll be rougher than you know less drops, more ums and you know nasally breathing, but we want to get it out to our
0: fans. Are dozens of fans. There are
2: dozens of fans.
0: The, the The highest number of people download our episode is in the low in the low hundreds, and so we're we're getting out to those people who are sad enough to actually follow this feed. <laughs> and and if this works, right? If this format works, then we can we can record a bunch of episode reviews we still want to do clone wars we still want to do the tartarovsky clone wars we still want to finish up ewoks we we want to do it all and so we just, we're just trying, we're searching for a format that works for us and we think bad batch is an opportunity for us to sort of relaunch the podcast in this new format where we're doing quick turns of dirtier dirtier episodes not from content but just from editing to see see what, what we can get out there and see if we can start building an audience, because that's the whole game, right? Build an audience, and then we can do boner pill ads, and we can get Audible subscriptions for free. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Audible. Yes. Please, please stay with us, and we will post an episode reviewing the first episode of Bad Batch, the 70-minute pilot. We don't know what that looks like, because we haven't seen the show, and we don't know what the show is going to be like, and we don't know what we're going to have to talk about, but we're very excited to try. And we hope you stick with us, and... Um, hope we can stick with this new format.
1: Thank you for downloading and listening to this episode. We would also like to thank Jordan White for the use of his cover of YubNode as our intro and outro music. Please refer to the show notes for photos, clips, and links from this episode. Side effects from listening to YubCast may include dizziness, dry mouth, a sense of confusion, and decreased sex drive. Serious side effects may include speaking in Ewok, speculating the origins of prequel characters and wondering why two grown men discuss children's cartoons on the internet. For a complete list of side effects or to complain about the show, please visit us on Twitter at yubcast or drop us an email at Productions at gmail.com. Thanks again. We will see you again next week with a new episode. Yubcast is not affiliated with Lucasfilm or the Walt Disney Company. Star Wars, its characters, and creations are the property of Lucasfilm and its parent company, The Walt Disney Company. Yubcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. out uh-huh.